The following podcast features stunts performed either by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. Hi, I'm Vanessa Grit, and I'm about a podcast on an hour of sleep. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the title of the podcast, but that's fine. They know it's lowest common phenomenator. That they clicked is, on it. That is the absurd name of this podcast that, that I came up with. I'm so sorry for anyone who's ever tried to say it out loud. That is your absurd host, Olivia Hyde. Hi, yes, that's that's me. I'm also here. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a name that we came up with. Uh, yeah, which is somehow like more absurd than the word jackass. <laughs> it really is, yeah. Because like, because it doesn't exist. Well, also because like jackass is pretty much like it immediately is just like we're jackasses. Yeah, it's very straightforward and very uh accurate. Yep, they are. I mean, like, we just watched some jackass, and I've watched a bunch of jackass, and, like, they are jackasses. They tell you exactly who they are. Yeah, they, they really do. No qualms. They sell you exactly what they are advertising Exactly what it says on the tin, as the British say. Truly, what a perfect, iconic logo in the oh, skull the crutches. and crutches. Yeah, yeah. Like, kudos to that graphic It really designer. is, yeah. Whoever came up with that, that's, that's very smart. That yeah. is what... My friends in high school tried to spray paint onto the front of my car several times. And then when I say no, they were like, what if we just did like a girl's bathroom sign? <laughs> I I was really excited to do this when we pitched the idea of like stuff that we were into as teenagers. Because yes. I don't think, because I got into Jackass by the time the first movie had already been out. Okay. Uh, because long story short, anything that happened between like 2001, 2003, I just missed out oh. on. Yeah. Um. I just didn't really experience them. Uh. So, I got into everything late. So I got this was my first binge <laughs> before the era of Netflix. It was my yeah. first binge, and as a teenager, it very much shaped both how I work, uh, and what I found funny and what I want to put out into the world. Yes, as an definitely. Adult. And it not only like shaped the cultural zeitgeist a little bit but it like created one very dumbass little girl who's like i want to throw myself <laughs> in the plate castle window so like when we talked about stuff that influenced us as a teenager this was my number one. Oh hell yes yeah that's i can <clears throat> say as your friend that that is completely <laughs> true and understandable <laughs> and accurate yes <laughs> that makes total sense i uh i didn't have mtv so i i didn't see the show ever i never really watched the show much at all uh, and then I got kind of, not tricked, but, like, ever-chasing popularity in mm -hmm. high school. I went to go see the first movie with a group of friends, even though I was like, I don't really, I don't really care about this sort of thing. <clears throat> yeah, mm -hmm. it's not really, I don't really like it. <laughs> That's what I sounded like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I fucking loved the movie, the first movie. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is what you guys have been watching this whole time? Why didn't you show me anything that's this funny? Yeah. <laughs> All the shit that you show me is like dudes puking <clears throat> in the trash cans and stuff. I'm like, I don't want to watch that. That's because barfing is free. It's true. Yeah. That is, hey, you know, that if there's one lesson that you can take away. Freedom ain't free, but barfing is. Yeah. Hell yeah. They, that, I think that was a 9-11 a anthem. Uh, it. I mean, it's my everyday anthem. Considering that's my emotional response to most things. <laughs> my, it's. If I am I crying? No. No. Then I'm vomiting. There you go. It's one or the other. <laughs> uh, there's a liquid coming from me also. at all times. <laughs> wow, this is quite the mission statement for this podcast. Hi, I'm Vanessa Gritton, and I'm just weeping liquid yeah. from. A place. Call you Vanessa Secretion Gritton. I love Secretin it. Secretion Gritton. Uh, I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> I'm definitely working this into my eventual foray into Mask Lucha when I disappear and oh, yeah. reemerge when I'm unmasked 10 years later. I'm down for that. I, I would love to see that happen. Yep. Uh, I'm a big fan. <laughs> I, uh, so yeah, if anybody doesn't hear from me in a while, that's because Secret and Gritten is going to be taking <laughs> all of Central America by storm. You're going to be going. You're going to be going south of the border and fighting vampires, as every luchador does. Exactly. 
And uh, I'm going to hang out with uh, El Santo on the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> I'm My brain's on wrestling movies right now. Uh, uh, yeah, our brains are on something. <laughs> I feel like I should have... Actually, you know what? I ate an edible. I'll be higher soon. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not very... I'm, uh, I just mean, like, stress. <laughs> I mean, that too. I think that's one of the reasons why, as an adult, I still really enjoy it. And one of the reasons I really like Jackass, because... I like when something doesn't have to be high art. Oh yeah, no. I like definitely not. I understand things have statements and mission statements, and yeah. it's great when they do, and I love it when it does. Definitely. But sometimes I need a place to take respite and you just know, learn nothing. That's what this podcast is about, honestly. It, and that's why I love doing this podcast and why I love Jackass because sometimes I don't want to learn anything. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I just want to watch somebody get hurt. And especially when it's, like, someone that giggles after. Yeah, when they're doing it to themselves and then yeah. cackling like a maniac afterward. Like, literally yesterday, on that couch behind us, I ate a boot jalokia pepper and, like, did uh, the house rules for the theater that my <laughs> sketch team, where it's, like, the bathrooms are to your left. Yeah. Da, 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 da. But uh, it was mostly just me, like, screaming and crying because right. it was, like, a million scovels. Yeah, it sounds terrible. Uh and it does sound terrible, but in the footage, at one point, I just start laughing. Because <laughs> there's something about when you feel a certain amount of pain that you put yourself through. Yeah, yeah. That you can't help, but like it just becomes the funniest thing that's totally. ever happened. yes. Where I just straight up started giggling, and I was just like, I didn't know my body could feel this much pain. <laughs> and that's truly what I, the fact that I get to like do that yesterday and talk about this today, like. Yeah truly what a privilege yeah it's a real it's a real summation of your life thus far i uh i really want to get into the creation of the show sure yeah i'm down and yeah because like i'm i'm very not like i like the movies and that's pretty much all i've seen of jackass is just the movies and like uh i'm not the kind of hardcore aficionado that you are it's not been oh, yeah it has definitely i mean like i i could say for pretty certain that it hasn't really affected my life that much yeah like it's it's been something that i really love and like i really uh i mean you know they, they'll they say that it's not art but i mean i'll say like i think that a lot of it is like really genius works of uh slapstick comedy in a lot of ways and like there's just like a lot of really interesting and brilliant things going on underneath it it's our modern day buster keaton Totally, yes. Yeah. It's our Charlie Chaplin. It's, I and, really, sorry, what are you going to no, say? No, 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 please. I really have a soft spot for slapstick because since my, since English were a sec, was a second language for my parents, Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of humor that we don't share. Uh, I'll say something that might be wordplay that they don't really understand even though they speak English. Right. Or uh, there might be like a sense of humor on their end that I don't understand. And so... As a child, the common denominator that was something my parents and I laughed at was Tom and Jerry. Totally. And then as an adult, it for especially for me and my mother, it became Jackass. Nice. Like, I didn't watch Jackass with my buddies. I watched Jackass with my mom. <laughs> we went to the movies together. Yeah. We were like, we, because like, one had already been out by the time I started getting into it, but we went to two and three together. Totally. And she she was the one that asked me to go. That's awesome. And it was because it was a kind of humor that was really universal for the two of us. Yeah. And slapstick tends to get looked down on for that reason. But what else can you say is that universal? That's true. I mean, it is like, yeah, it is one of the most universal forms of comedy. And, I mean, you don't have to know any language in order to understand somebody getting shot with a riot gun or whatever. Exactly. Getting kicked in the nuts by a goat is funny in most countries. Yeah. I would say all of them. Yeah. I can't think of one country where they wouldn't laugh at you getting kicked in the nuts by a goat. Exactly. I mean, I'm, I think that's, I'm going to go ahead and on the limb and say that's a universal truth. What the world needs now is love, sweet love, and a man getting kicked in the nuts yeah. by a goat. Well, that's the, that's the, that is the key. We should just take, take our most annoying man and have him get kicked in the nuts by, by a goat. goat. And then have that be like, we'll put, we'll like cut in on every tv broadcast we'll we'll show it around the world and yeah i think in order for it to work it wouldn't have to be the most annoying man though because that's the magic of johnny knoxville himself yeah he's a very nice guy is that he could stay charming 
through most of it and be very quippy. Yeah. Throughout. Because, like, you and I were watching, and he had the ability to, like, cut jokes as he's, it's, like, bleeding from an orifice. It's sincerely impressive that he is able to withstand some of the most uh, horrific injuries that I can imagine having. Yep. And be able to immediately think of something funny to say about his excruciating pain. Yeah, and it's always, like... Deeply clever and yeah, very fast. Very clever, very fast, always on point. Uh, yeah, he's he's a funny guy. He got his brain knocked into the back of his fucking head by Butterbean in the first movie. Yeah. And his words were, is Butterbean <laughs> yes. okay? So good. Oh, man. <laughs> I, tru- I truly wish I had that Bugs Bunny level of recovery. Exactly. Yeah, it is very Looney Tunes. And I think that's why it works. Yeah. And that's why it oh, doesn't 100%. work when YouTube people try to do it. Yeah, we were talking about this when we were watching it earlier. <clears throat> is like, there's. It seems like... The online prank show is, it's not, it's, I don't think it's, anyone would say it's like the most popular form of entertainment on YouTube, but like, it still has a niche, and all of those things just seem like pale imitations of Jackass. Yeah, like when you see like the fire in the hole type shit, or just like, I threw milk on the ground in a supermarket. Yeah, or anything like that, or even, or just like people like, do it, like, we saw a like a screen grab of people getting hit by bulls and it's all just like you're just trying to be jackass whereas <clears throat> you you put this really perfectly like everyone on 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 the actual tv show jackass they had this whole like group of weirdos that, yeah. that they'd assembled and each of them had their own things that they thought was funny that they thought that they wanted to try out and so they were all just kind of throwing shit at the wall. Yeah, it was very much spaghetti at the wall. Yeah, and like seeing Personality what driven. Yeah, it's all very personality, and it's all driven by their own unique talents and their own unique, like, tastes. And that's what I think these imitators lose, is they're just trying to be jackass. They're yeah. Just, they're just trying to do this thing that was super popular a while ago, and that people still... There's obviously still a market for, because again... It's always funny watching someone get hurt. Yeah. But, like, it just doesn't have the same soul. It doesn't have the same wit to it. Yeah. And, like, especially because at the time, it wasn't, they were like, we want to do something interesting that might make us money, but it wasn't like, we're going to get a bunch of sponsorships and become influencers. Right. Uh, It was just like, I don't know, let's just see what happens. Yeah. We want to make a show. Let's just see what happens. Uh, yeah, you were telling me about how it actually, like, got started. Yeah, and especially when it comes to, like, who Johnny Knoxville specifically idolized, it'll make more sense in a second. Yeah. Because uh, I think he's a better version of this person. Uh, but basically, he was here in L.A., he was an actor, he was doing, like, commercial work and shit like that, and he'd been doing a lot of journalism work for, like, no money at all. And one of them was he had an idea where he wanted to test self-defense equipment on himself mm-hmm. uh, because he was very into gonzo journalism. Uh, uh, yeah, totally. Because he really dug Hunter S. Thompson, which you could see in his actual aesthetic. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. The he's, aviators. Yeah, he's the, a, definitely a hunter nerd. Yeah, he's he was a big Hunter S. Thompson. And like, I get it. This is from coming from somebody who has also, for most of my life, been a, a huge hunter nerd. Same. I was also a huge hunter nerd. Like. Gonzo was a big thing for me when it came to, like, totally. really actually wanting to, like, put myself into certain situations. Yeah. So, like, hella get it. Yeah, totally. Uh, and, like, he really liked the idea of, like, similar to the testing the self-defense equipment thing of, like, being his own lab rat. Because he didn't like the idea of doing that to, like, someone else yeah. and very much being, like, dance for me. And he right. wanted to put, his, yeah. put himself on the line. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And, like... I think he's a more pleasant version of Hunter S. Thompson now. He, uh, he's Hunter yeah. Light. <laughs> he's trying uh, to be a, like, he's not trying to be the worst person on the planet. <laughs> yeah. I love his work, but no Hunter is a piece of shit. Oh, person. yeah. He was not a good person. I don't think anyone would exactly. say. And so that was very much like Johnny's aesthetic, but his voice through it. Yeah. And multiple publications were like, absolutely fucking not that's a giant liability concern of course yeah can you even imagine the amount of work like not even like money just the amount of work that the legal department has to put in for these things like 
a lot. And then eventually, like, a skateboard magazine at the time called Big Brother, unfortunate name because <laughs> it was the early 90s, so <laughs> eventually Big Brother happens and then just, like... Right, yeah, yeah. That, that goes away. <laughs> that goes away. But it was a skateboard magazine at the time that Jeff Tremaine was an editor for. Okay, and he was one of the other. Like, he wasn't original. like he wasn't like one of the I do stunts guys. Right, he was the co-creator and basically like a little bit of everything editor, yeah, editing, editing, camera work, producing. Guy. Yeah, he was the co-creator slash I'm behind the scenes for everything. Yeah, I direct. I yeah. So I mean, when you're doing something at the budget that they were operating on, you do everything. Yeah, no one has one job. No one has one job. <laughs> And he's, Except for maybe like Steve-O, who has like one prince. Throw up. <laughs> he just can do like one thing. Throw up and smile. Yeah. And like, Jeff Tremaine was an editor at the time, and his thing was, don't write this as an article, let's film it. Yeah. That would make so much more They're sense. They're going to pivot to video. For the it's actual... The cl- it's the tale as old as time. Pivot to video. They pivoted the video. And so, in the actual stunt, Johnny Knoxville tested out pepper spray, a stun gun, a taser, uh, a thirty-eight caliber gun... Uh, uh, with a uh, bulletproof vest on, and you can actually watch this. This was another video that we watched. Uh, they have uh footage of that kind of thing on uh, uh, Vanity Fair did an interview with Johnny Knoxville yep. last year. Uh, where really good interview. Actually. It was. It was really. It's really enlightening. I highly recommend everyone if you are interested in this stuff, go watch it. because uh, they go through. It's like a career retrospective where he goes through and talks about all of these things that, like the things that injured him the most mm-hmm. uh over his career and it's really enlightening and very interesting very fun yeah good watch he seems like a very chill dude yeah and like it was a video they called number two and uh it had the where they he was the first one actually recruited where Wee man was in it mm-hmm. and other contributors to big brother magazine at the time was rick Cossack, who's one of the behind the like pop in and out yeah themes guy chris pontius who's party boy and dave england who's i don't know cardigans uh (laughs) he didn't lend as much as everyone else uh google these names because it's hard for me to keep i'm you know as someone who's not a huge jackass nerd like vanessa it's tough for me to keep track of all the names so that was the original like this is very much i said it was like the bringing of the avengers you had a better comparison oh i called it it, your story that you told me is basically the first hour of seven samurai it's very much (laughs) where everyone here learning their like recruiting you're learning everyone's skills and abilities and like they're all fall this misfit band of troops is like falling in together where it's like we man where it's just kind of like uh, I was born with dwarfism, but I'm a really good skater, and I can kick myself in the head. Yeah. And like Dave England, where it's like, I don't know, I could poop on command. Uh... <laughs> you know, hey, it's a skill. Exactly. And Chris Pontius, who's just like, I like taking my pants off and doing weird, weird shit with animals. Uh, <laughs> and then around this time in Pennsylvania, you had Bam Margera, who's at the time largely a skateboarder, first yes. and foremost. And he'd spent most of his time just like filming his family and his friends uh, that they... Uh, called the cky short for camp kill yourself crew uh yeah that remember that was another cky was another thing that i remember yeah. hearing a lot about as a young degenerate yeah because there's a cky band that his brother jess was the front man for and they would do like combinations of like their music with stunts and pranks and skateboarding videos which is how because of this i started learning about editing and shooting on my own because i start because i couldn't skate so i'd follow my friends around and be like i wanted a video for you yeah uh because that's a easy entry because nobody gives a shit <laughs> uh and that was compromised of bam Margera, ryan dunn uh brian DiCamillo, rob himself who i've worked with before what? uh and his uh parents and so like similarly the video started to become a ho- cold hit themselves and tremaine jumped on it right at the beginning and flew him out to los angeles uh and pitched the idea of the stunt prank show and it was basically the triangle of the people that came up and conceptualized the idea and gathered everyone was johnny knoxville jeff Tremaine, and spike jones oh yeah uh who did a lot of revolutionary like cinematography oh, totally. stuff on yeah. the show was, and movie he was a big deal like in like he and a lot of people i think forget that he came up through skate videos and stuff before he even started doing music videos yeah a things. lot of his skate video and jackass work is where you see a lot of like the interesting slow motion explosions and, yeah. and hazy colors that you see in his music video and directing work and so 
all of these people shot a demo footage. They sent it to several networks. Saturday Night Live was like, we'll make you the subject of a reoccurring segment, I guess. Saturday Night Live, typically not knowing how to utilize something good. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not the best. I don't know how many people <laughs> watching Saturday Night Live are going to be super into Exactly. Jackass. And they rejected that offer, which honestly, brilliant move, not jumping at Saturday Night Live a, immediately. Yeah. I would have immediately Yeah, that's the like, thing. Okay. It's, a, it's a great move, but it's also, you can see how it would be at the time, like, God, you guys said no to Saturday Night Live? Right. Like, what? You fucking morons. Yeah. And so they rejected that, and a bidding war between Comedy Central and MTV ensued. Uh, and it ended up becoming MTV, because MTV was like, we'll give you more creative control. Yeah. Which ultimately was the source of why it worked. Oh, definitely. Because a yeah. lot of behind it is, we have no money, and we are no largely... No money and no oversight. <laughs> which is... Honestly, the source of most of my favorite things. I mean, yeah, totally. I, I can definitely agree with that. And it, I, you know, it's interesting, like, I think if it were on Comedy Central, it wouldn't be, wouldn't have been nearly the phenomenon. No, especially when it was up against, like, Crank Anchors. Yeah, it would have gotten lumped in with that kind of show. And, like, I still think people associate, associated them at the time. But, like, Comedy Central was just kind of, like, it had, uh south park and that's like pretty much it that it had at that time Comedy central re- had south park some reruns specials yeah, it would show half-baked every every week every fucking and hour like yeah like you just wouldn't have much on comedy central whereas on mtv that that inserts it directly into the cultural zeitgeist at the yeah time. it's like a- everything cool got filtered through mtv and that's what launched it into mainstream. And, like, after the MTV deal, uh, Jeff Tremaine ended up uh, picking, like, rounding out the rest of the cast. And he picked up Steve-O because he was working as a clown at a flea market at a time. That makes total sense. And basically <laughs> just, like, filmed him for stunts for the television show, even though MTV management was like, don't do that. Yeah. Uh, Steve-O really has uh, that flea market clown vibe yep about him he is from florida uh (laughs) oh oh yeah he is and oh yeah it shows that is a man that is shaped by he (laughs) is the original florida man his dick looks like florida all of him is florida (laughs) and then they brought on um dave england who is one of the big brother guys in the beginning ended up bringing on aaron mcginney who we know is danger aaron who's objectively like okay i love the show but like I know in a boy band there always has to be a worse one, and in this boy band, <laughs> for the people like me at home, he's the pubes guy from the movie, which is why that joke is so funny. Yeah, I mean that, that um, we're this is that is one of the all time greatest film pranks of all time. It's I, layered so well; it's hard to like even imagine a better prank than that one. On like, it. I mean, really, though. Because it has layers of reveals. It's got so much. So we trick a guy into thinking it's one prank. Yeah. You trick into the thinking it's a prank, and, like, the prank that he is knowingly participating in is this racist bullshit. Yep. <laughs> where he is playing some fucking Al-Qaeda terrorist or whatever. And he leans into it. And he loves it. Because and, like, they know Aaron's a fucking dork, and of course he would. Oh, man. And then, yeah, and, and just to have the whole double reveal and, like, the the thing with the pubes on his face. My favorite part is whenever he does, like, his weird racist, like, like ad-libs and stuff like that. Yeah. The guys who's in on it in the background are like, oh, yeah, <laughs> more of that. Yeah, please, keep it, do, keep it coming. Do some more. By the way, he he's a little patchy on this side. Add yeah, some more yeah. hair on this side. <laughs> more. Come on, more. Yeah. Put some over by his lip. Like... <laughs> Oh, They're just dragging him through it. It's so it's so lovely. And after they make him think he's gonna die, all of our pubes are yeah. on your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what an all time great it is punchline. The citizen gain of pranks. It really, honestly, like And the rosebud is pubes. If there's <laughs> If there's any like evidence that people should just stop doing pranks forever it's that because that happened because like how are you how are you ever going to top this it won't happen i fucking dare you 
Trevor. <laughs> Fucking show me what you got. You'll never top guy getting tricked into putting pubes on his face while pretending to be a racist Arab caricature. <laughs> like, nah. And they had Jay Sanders Sekar also as the taxi driver. He's yep. great. And he has he has probably the best moment where uh, I'm already blanking on his name. The guy that we're talking about, oh, Aaron. 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 Uh, when he he looks at Jay and he says, "Wait, you're an actor," and then Jay just goes, "Come on." <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> oh man it's so it's just perfect because it's like this guy was in super Troop- he's directed how super troopers how the fuck do you not you should recognize him it's like if someone did that to me and they like fucking used God damn it! I don't know either Tim and Eric guy or Eric Andre or <laughs> Hannibal Burris, any of those dudes. Yeah. It's like if I got pranked by Hannibal Burris, <laughs> not changing his face yeah. at all. Yeah, no, yeah, he just kind of had on sunglasses and a hat, I think, and he like did an accent. Yeah, uh, but even then, still though, he's looking directly at you, yeah. and then he just goes, "Come on, you're an actor." <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Oh man, that's one of my all-time favorite moments of the whole series. And that's that's the best way to remember Danger Aaron. Uh, uh, yeah, so they brought him on. And he's a jackass, yeah. whatever. They're all jackass. Well, the last one they bring on was Preston Lacey, whose audition I don't think I will ever get to ad lib something like this. Uh, he just uh, he he auditioned midway through the show by eating four bananas with the peels on. Hey, you know if you're gonna go for a show called Jackass, it's gonna be hard to top that. I feel like all I'd be able to do to try and top that is just eat a pineapple. Uh, well, you mean from the outside? Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Hi, I'm Vanessa Gridden, and I'm about <laughs> to ruin all of... I already hate my teeth. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> dude, truly nothing makes you realize what tiny imperfections you have than being on camera more. Oh, uh, yeah. No no kidding. Really? All I can is think about true? is one goddamn tooth. <laughs> my days are consumed. With one of my teeth. Uh, yeah, you, gotta, you gotta let that go. It's fine. I don't need braces again. Uh, you definitely don't need braces again. Uh, what if I want to awkwardly kiss someone or get my teeth stuck <laughs> to someone's swim trunks? Surely you would get Invisalign. I wouldn't get. I would get Invisalign. But also, uh, I did when I had braces as a child. Uh, get my teeth stuck on someone's swim trunks, and it wasn't hey. in a sexual way. Oh, oh well, never. It, I don't know why your braces were so close to someone's swim trunks then, honestly. It is the most Looney Tunes timing, because I was literally just, like... Well, this is the jackass. Si- I was just sitting cross-legged on the ground with, like, a long snorkel. And okay. I was just, like, floating around. And my brother swam by, and he, like, swam close enough to, like, joke splashing at me, but one of the longer strands of the tie of his boxer shorts uh, just, like, floated past and caught on one of the brackets and then hooked me like a fish moving about two inches forward really not that forward uh before the bracket just snapped off and went with him into the pool and it was truly the most chaotic weird way i've ever Uh, damaged dental work in my entire life no thank you (laughs) like (laughs) <laughs> he, he was just like what is this fucking shiny square on the tip of my boxer string <laughs> when i tell people that story it's just kind of like why was your face that close to your brother's dick and it's like first of all he swam it that close to me yeah you didn't say the brother part when you said it was non-sexual so <laughs> i was very skeptical and then you said brother and i'm like oh, okay well yeah, yeah, yeah it was just kids dicking around in a pool until a fucking dick string took me out dicking around yeah. <laughs> didn't didn't do anything there. But Anyways. Anyway. That was the Seven Samurai of how the show came to be. Uh yeah, so that yeah, he was the last one to come on Pubes Guy. Uh no, it was a uh, Pubes, oh, Pubes Guy and, and then, then Banana Eater. And yeah. then uh that was the full roundup that became the three seasons that are just like forever referenced culturally. Yeah, like it was a massive cultural phenomenon for something that was objectively stupid. stupid. Just so stupid. And I love it. Yeah, it's I great. I love stupid. It's very funny. It's, it's 
how I fell in love with the art of stupid. <laughs> and hey, don't get so pretentious here, okay? Uh, I already talked about how their coming together was like seven samurai. Okay, there is no pretension like that fucking interview we watched. Oh yeah, I don't even necessarily want to talk about that. That was so bad. We watched an interview of like some guy interviewing Johnny Knoxville and I'm totally blanking on Jeff Tremaine. Jeff Tremaine. Uh it you know after Jackass 3 came out and he's just the most condescending. It was just a bad interview. I'm not even going to say what it was called or where you can find it because it, don't watch it. It sucked. It was yeah. a bad interview. They were great. They they took it like champs. They took this guy being like Oh, so do you? Uh, are you happy that your movie is the highest-grossing October release of all time, or do you feel ashamed of Americans for liking it so much? And it's like, why would you? Like, shut. And up. they literally just kind of like gently rib each other and like yeah. almost look at this guy like, oh, you try hard. Yeah, the only great, the only good part was when uh, at he says like something like, at the end of the movie. Uh, Wee Man seems to imply that this will be your last outing, and Johnny Oxwell looks at Jeff, and he's like, did, did Wee Man imply anything at the end? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, that's such a, that's such a savage burn. <laughs> Just, oh man, so good. It's like, they didn't even really think the third was going to happen because, like, yeah. they were originally planning a finale, uh, and then the third season just kind of became the end because most of the CKY guys left, um, all actually, and they just kind of wrapped it up abruptly. And when the movie came to be, they're like, well, this is going to be it. And when the second movie came to be, it was, well, this is going to be it. <laughs> and when the third movie came to be, it was, this has to be it. I mean, they're getting. They're starting to get old. Yeah. Like, there's no way they're going to make another one because they're, they they made Action Point last year. And, and John, like, that was the one that almost took out Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, it's the one where he, like, popped his eye out of his fucking head. Yeah. I'm like, dude, stop. You are old now. You gotta chill. I think it took his eye coming out of his head a few times for him to be like, all right, all right I'm going to enjoy my just looking back on that. And it. here's the thing. I have liked most non-jackass Johnny Knoxville performances. There's something very earnest and sweet about it. I really like, like, even in a movie that I don't necessarily like, like, he's very fun in uh, the Walk Tall uh, remake with The Rock. Yep. It's very fun. Like, he's great. Uh, And, like, he's also really good in... um, Lincoln on oh a uh, men in black three i believe he's so fun he's in very black fun 3. in that movie he knows exactly what he needs to yeah, be in that movie. he's having a good time uh so like I, I i you know just do normal things johnny you're you seem like a very charming and fun actor we like just, you as is yeah you don't need to beat the shit out of yourself you already gave anymore you already did it we yeah. have them we can go back to them which i do all the time exactly that's how you become famous man that's not how you stay famous <laughs> like you break your body while you're on the come up, and now you can just kind of coast, dude. Exactly. Chill, yo. And like, <laughs> uh, there are two controversies that one is interesting and the other one I just love, uh, because it's very stupid oh, yeah? when you like look up jackass. Because there's the one that is a conversation that was around it at the time. Because I feel like the early two thousands, especially was just like a scramble for people blaming why kids were fucked up on something. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's like the the fucking story of human history, but also like it it definitely as the internet grows and as media becomes more ever present, like these things, you know, parents latch onto these things. It was more. more and like I always I always consider it as like the height of moral panic. I mean, it's still happening, but in terms of like, because we were just internet, right? Yeah, it's it's gonna be tough. I would say, as far as the height to top, like post Columbine and that sort of thing, exactly. And like, this is post Columbine because it started in two thousand or whatever. But I don't think it ever got caught up in that conversation. It was because a little bit it on was that always talent. like kids imitating 
jackass was always the thing. Well, it was also as video games themselves started to become more violent yeah. and like more clear in their violence and realistic. and realistic that it was just kind of like a everything is why our kids are fucked up it's marilyn manson it's the fucking rated m games it's yeah. and one of the things was the conversation around like yes there's disclaimers and yes there's scrolls but kids are still doing it and then it also became the conversation of like why is this adult generation so fucking afraid of talking to their kids yeah. uh because I feel like they were the generation of, like, emotional repression. Yeah. So it was, we won't talk to you about anything. Boomers and Gen X. It was a lot of boomers and Gen X, because a lot of the parents you see now are just like, tell me everything. Yeah. And that was, like, the last generation I feel raised by, like, silent, emotionally repressed, we don't believe in therapyites. Yeah. And it's why there's a lot of, like, well, yes, I guess this has a certain influence, and yes, we're releasing disclaimers, and we're, but at the same time, it's like, why ain't all ain't any of you talking to your kids? Yeah. Tell you, hey, sit sit little Billy down and just say, hey, don't be a fucking idiot. Don't do any of this, you dumbass. Yeah, and like, <laughs> it's always one I bring up whenever I like to talk about early 2000s censorship arguments because there's kind of just like a big scroll of each form of media and what thing was being targeted as you did it at the time uh and it was definitely like this Marilyn manson and video games yeah totally and south park yeah south park especially anything that's like anything that's like being transgressive or whatever yeah yeah and this was definitely one of them and the other really funny controversy thank you wikipedia for this specific one (laughs) because i didn't know this one existed A Montana man named Jack Ass sued MTV for $10 million in 2002, claiming that the show was plagiarizing his name. Jack Ass, whose birth name was Bob Kraft, changed his name. Wait! No! Wait a minute. Keep going. I'm sorry, but... But yeah. Also, wait a minute. Jackass, whose birth name was Bob Kraft, changed his name in 1997 to raise awareness for drunk driving uh yeah after his brother and friend died in a car accident oh buddy (laughs) so what is but like (laughs) (laughs) but he's like they clearly stole this from me what a fucking jackass honestly i mean if the shoe legally fits he he is 100 like wow wow legally why not change your name to don't drink and drive yeah (laughs) or call a cab (laughs) call in cab uh uh lift home now and then like it keep his name keeps going now, this will make sense in 20 years when there is an app called Lyft that allows you to get a ride home when you're drunk. So you'll have to and then keep... we say, what's an app? <laughs> it's an application. This is all his last name. Because at this time, my phone still had a MIDI ringtone on it. <laughs> this was 1997, and he changed his name to Jackass. Yep. That guy's stupid. I'm sorry. And then sue Look, Jackass. I'm so sorry that your brother died. From drunk driving that's super sad but you're being a fucking moron what are you doing you're fucking changing your name to jackass and then you and then you're suing jackass yeah now if his name had been from birth jackass it would still be a ridiculous lawsuit yeah but also like what else are you gonna do if your name is jackass you gotta do something like, you gotta figure out some way to monetize this bullshit that your parents did to you. Yep. <laughs> but. <laughs> that's so. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That yep. is. That's insane. And, uh, that's my second favorite controversy. <laughs> the. I'm gonna say that's my favorite. It's, it's the best one. I think that's my favorite. So. I did watch all, like, pretty much all of the spinoffs. The, um. The, oh, yeah, because. Uh, so there was. 
like Wild Boys. Wild Boys, Viva La Bam. Yeah, I never. I I gotta say, I was not a fan of Bam Margera. Viva, I will say the epically latered um, on Vice's network about that's a weird Vice called epically uh, latered. Uh, yeah, it's basically like they mostly talk about like uh like histories of like where they are now for like skateboarders and shit like that yeah but uh bam margera's is like it plays like the wrestler it's yeah actually excellent yeah and it goes into this because i was never that sympathetic to him either especially with he is like just judging from his quote-unquote character yeah on the show is incredibly unsympathetic. Yeah, and, like, that show not only sheds a lot of light, but makes him more sympathetic. Yeah. Because, like, I was especially less less so when I, like, watched Viva La Bam and shit like that. But when it comes to the fact that one thing we all don't really think about is around 2000s was when we were, like, pumping ship people up for their ridiculousness and then crucifying them. Yeah. So, like, your Britney's and your Paris's and... With Bam, we did that to him when he was a teenager. Yeah, he was like 19 when he started doing the he, show. He was very much still a teenager. Yeah, and nuts. Blew that's... up to a ridiculous amount of fame. And then it was yeah. just kind of like, and keep destroying your body. And also, yeah. you know that thing that you spent your whole life trying to perfect because it was an art form that you really love, that skateboarding thing? Don't give a shit. Yeah, uh, no, we're just going to keep doing this. We're just going to keep doing this and reward you for it. Constantly, of course, and yeah. Develop a become very hugely famous. Become hugely famous and a very, very deep alcoholic before you're even twenty one. Yeah, uh, and eventually give you so much uh, attention about your body as a young man that you develop bulimia uh, through pretty much the whole run of the show. Yeah, yikes. Uh, and they go into that on the uh, follow doc, and it very much goes into now. He's just trying to relearn skateboarding like he just wants to get back to like that time when things were good and he didn't have a problem with alcohol yet and he just really liked doing this thing that when you like just look at the amount of like energy and mental focus that he put into it and obsessiveness and watching him try and do it not because he wanted to gets to do it at competitive level but like just for his body right is very like oh yeah all right dude yeah get healthy uh, that sounds rough and uh, well, uh you know i, I got no hard feelings uh, towards the guy <laughs> just yeah just only knowing him from his appearances on uh, jackass it's hard to yep. have any sort of uh affection for him <laughs> he is a uh, uh, foul foul human being on the show i think my affection for him came from especially his relationship with his parents because my house was a house full of feral animals okay and it was the first example i've seen of like that same chaotic, feral fucking household yeah. where it's like, oh, you also just have children on the counters all the time <laughs> and just like screeching. And I, it was the first family portrait that looked like mine. Hey, that's fair. That and Grey Gardens. Uh, <laughs> Those are very different. It was it was very much just kind of like all of the kids were on like a Bay Margera level and both of the parents were big eating. <laughs> <laughs> and then mush it together yeah and i don't know maybe this is why i can't like hold a relationship i'll figure it out it's the uh, biggest mashup in in history yep it's the greatest crossover in yeah, movie history what, that was the meme i was looking for whatever you I, make I, your memes, own memes memes uh, memes that's what i say <laughs> i will say as much as i love the series the movie's are truly the greatest hits it's really like it's they they got the they got the budget and they got the uh, like talent behind the camera, and are just really, and they're really putting their finest work out there in the movies. It's really tremendous stuff. Yeah, and like one thing I do want to bring up, and this is mostly to like poo-poo a lot of other studios and shit like that, in terms of like how do these guys handle this faster than other studios do. So, in the second movie, which is excellent, yes. uh, before it premiered, word got out that uh, Bam Margera's uncle uh, had been convicted of a count of sexual assault. Uh, and what the guys immediately did 
so fast yeah. was say, we're removing everything he was in in the upcoming movie awesome. and he will not have association. Good. How do they <laughs> immediately on like a flagship yeah. member are like, oh, convicted? Out. Yeah. Done. But TJ Miller's still in stuff. Oh my God. Fucking TJ How is Miller. Jackass my current watermark? <laughs> I mean, really, though, honestly, that is shameful. Yep. Uh, TJ Miller fucking sucks. Fuck TJ Miller. Uh, uh, word up from this podcast. Uh, do drugs, do crime. Fuck TJ Miller. Yeah, fuck TJ Miller. Fuck so many people. There's so many terrible people in, in any industry that I'm interested in. Pretty much. But yeah, the first, second, and honestly, third movie, when they really got into their character shit. Yeah, the third movie is really, like, super theatrical and really uh, very fun and over the top. That's the one that has the musical number, and that's the one where it has one of my favorite all-time bits, which is, I mean, it's the extended run of Johnny with the Bulls. But specifically, I fucking love the just, like, 20-second gag or whatever, where... He is just standing, he's in roller skates in the cow pen, doing a little, he's doing this Can't dance. Can't roller skate and a yeah. buffalo hurt. Doing that dance, and then the bulls come out and just run him the fuck over. Yep. And it's just, it's so pure and so simple and so funny. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of those moments in the third one yeah. when everybody just like, leans into creating like, escape of things that happen. Yes. Uh, the first one had a lot of my favorite Oh, you gave them a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Moments. That's the one where they go to Japan, which is very fun. Uh, yep. And and Party Boy goes, uh, dances all over Japan. Oh, and that's... Which is culturally fascinating. It's got one of the only Preston sketches that I enjoy, which is him chasing around Wee Man in Japan, where they're both dressed Big as Big Panda, sumo. Little Panda. Oh, no. Su- yeah, they're yeah. both dressed as the sumo wrestlers, I yep. believe. Pretty sure. I It's been a while since I've watched that one, but... Uh, I really enjoyed that. It was very fun. My two absolute favorite movie moments. Well, I mean, there's so many, but two two of my favorite movie yeah. moments uh, both involve Pre-Man, Wee Man and Preston because, I don't know, those two have a mind meld when it comes to this is how it's we're going to go about It's a classic team-up, you know, also. It's Not like, just a team-up, but the two of them take each other's cues yeah. so well. Yeah. And there's one where they both look at each other realizing, like, we're going to glue ourselves to each other. <laughs> yeah, that one, that's horrifying. That one, or where they bungee tethered to each other and jumped off a pier. Oh, that one is extremely funny. It's so funny because we watch science happen. Yeah, it's, yes, <laughs> yes. You're watching physics in motion. You're watching physics in motion with two rapidly falling doofuses where we take one big guy and one little guy. Yes. And we strap a line in them together. A stretchy line. A stretchy, stretchy line. And then we throw them off of here. Yes. And then you learn uh, heavier, fall harder. Yes. But now bring down little guy, but now flipping. Yes. Yeah. Very. Because inertia. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That is that is incredible. It really is good stuff. a perfect moment where he hits the water before him and the speed at which he's falling fucking yanks him into the sea. <laughs> It there are certain moments in Jackass where you're just like science is about to take place. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's like that and the there's the rocket in the second movie which almost killed Johnny Knoxville. Where they got a part time rocket scientist. <laughs> yeah. And like that's the that's the that's the area where you really wanna half ass it. Yeah. <laughs> you really wanna go cheap on the rocket scientist and it makes me so happy to know johnny knoxville was in a john waters movie because yeah. i could not think of a more like he's a john waters character he's a john waters ca- i cannot think of a more like of course yeah moment that he got to have that movie's well. fucking weird though i love that movie i I don't know if I love it. I definitely have an appreciation for it. What was it called again? A Dirty Shame. Yeah, Dirty Shame. If there's ever it. like a movie I'm going to uh, do on this podcast, that it, movie it's a Dirty is Shame. fucking weird. 
Like, even by John Waters' standards. I love that weird fuck. I think it's because I was, like, told to be so afraid of myself sexually. Yeah. Uh, And grew up in, like, every fucking religion and circle that was just kind of, like, sex bad. Right. That when I had something, and I was in, in my head, I was like, I'm a filthy animal. And then <laughs> there's a summer where I learned how to jerk off because I Googled it. And I was like, I'm more of a filthy animal because I can't stop rubbing up on couches. And a dirty shame was just like, yeah, I'm a weirdo. (laughs) That is true. Yeah, totally. I mean, like, I need to rewatch. It's been a while since I haven't. I don't think I've seen it since it came out, but it is an extremely weird movie. Um, I will say I don't have the connection to Jackass that you did, but the most ever since I moved to L.A., the most like hollywood moment the moment where i go oh i'm i'm living in la and this kind of stuff is happening and like this is like this is this is a movie moment was um there was that there's this uh, viceland tv show flop house and the first episode of that was filmed at my friend's house and so i went to the whole show and i was there getting drunk and stoned the whole time it was a very good time very fun. Um, barely remember the stand-up show, but I remember the party. But uh, and as the party was kind of winding down, and it was pretty much just the most trashed people <laughs> left. Um, I happened to wander out into the backyard where um, they were setting up a keg to do a keg stand. And Lance Bangs, who's a frequent Jackass uh, film uh, you know, cinematographer, mm-hmm. uh, was filming the whole party. And he was standing around this keg, and I was standing next to him. And uh, there was like this small circle around this keg as people started doing keg stands. And so I, I was just watching like two or three people do it, and then one guy did it, and projectile vomited everywhere and that was just it was disgusting but i just had this moment where i was like oh wait i'm standing next to lance bangs watching someone him watching him film someone projectile vomiting everywhere this is a movie (laughs) this is like this is I'm living in a jackass movie now. That's what this is. <laughs> is it noticeable that I'm like welling up a little bit? That I'm legitimately it was welling up a little really, bit. Right it's now? one of the most incredible experiences I've had since I lived here. <laughs> and like and again, and I don't have nearly the same like emotional attachment to yeah. it. But it's still like it still took me back to like watching the first jackass and like thinking about, oh, this I'm interacting with this now. This is very weird. Uh, it was yeah, very very interesting moment. That is so special. <laughs> I uh, I when I worked on Nailed It Mexico, not as interesting, but a but so cool. <laughs> uh, I found out Chris Robb was the first AD on the yeah set, yeah. You were telling and, uh, me about it this. was very much just kind of like uh you and geeked like out. I geeked out and I was like also like dressed too much like a jackass fangirl at the time to like <laughs> want to lean into it any more than I already wanted to. Because uh, I was, like, wearing a Thrasher shirt, nah. <laughs> and I had, like, a fucking Oakland La- Raiders hat, like, pulled yeah. down over my eyebrows, and I had, like, a shirt, like, a jacket with flames on it, and, like, Vans on. <laughs> I'm sure he was very shocked that you were a fan of his. <laughs> I didn't say anything, because I just went, ah, like, when somebody told me, and then, like, every other interaction that we had was just kind of like, because like also i'm pretty sure no one there was sure what i did yeah Uh, i i've worked on sets where i punched up like cake shit and people are like hi i'm so sorry i know this is like the seventh day that we've been on set together and we've only spent like 14 hours every day together but what is it that you do here awesome what a great business because i'm always like the lone writer as well and they someone once asked me this on the fourth day another fourth day the fourth week fourth week the fourth day would have been bad also two days away from wrapping two days two days left to filming (laughs) hey uh what's up um i just want to know really quick uh do you know where so-and-so is and also uh what do you 
do here? <laughs> I know you've been here for a while, so you must do something important. But what is it? I mostly just see you, like, eat all our stuff and type. You don't put all of the interesting words into people's mouths, do you? The thing that I now do, and it's my quick little <laughs> clip, is... uh. Oh, I'm sorry. Does it look like I'm not actually doing anything and I'm just eating all of your resources? <laughs> In that case, I'm a writer. Uh, <laughs> do I look useless? I'm a writer. <laughs> you know, that's fair. Because nothing... you can't. I can't think of a job where you have to like work more intensely at, but look like you're not doing anything yes. at. Because the amount of times people are like, it doesn't look like you really do much here. And it's like, I'm why the story's <laughs> happening. You. You are all beholden to me. You can't say words unless I write the words. <laughs> so maybe let me watch this goddamn stupid YouTube video because maybe it's fucking research. <laughs> Sometimes part of my job means watching a video where somebody tries to hold alliteration for as long as I can. You had producer in your title. Yep. <laughs> you could have yelled at them. I frequently forgot. <laughs> that, <laughs> that you had a, a minor position of power a fun <laughs> barely but a fun like joke that went on was uh we had to like stand up and like say our names at the first meeting so we like all got to know each other and somebody's like hi i'm so-and-so and i'm the line producer and hi i'm so-and-so and i'm the da-da-da person hi i'm so-and-so i'm the editor and da-da-da and i was like hi i'm vanessa and i'm a producer uh <laughs> and it came out with a question mark yeah. at the end, and then everybody kept saying, like, hey, this is Vanessa. She's our segment producer. Uh, oh, boy. And uh, I ended up working with some of the same people again on an next shoot, and I put my name on a post-it outside my desk so that people knew where I was sitting if they needed to bring me anything. Uh-huh. And somebody sharpied a question mark <laughs> under the segment producer oh end of it. Oh, my God. What is <laughs> this? Just like, fucking you fucked. Junior high? <laughs> Shit. It is when you've been up for 14 hours and all you've eaten is a uh, cake that someone else made. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. It's just like we've only eaten sugar and we haven't slept. Let's start fucking with each other mercilessly. <laughs> and that's why I stay in this industry despite the amount of times I've been told my face is perfectly acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm here, baby. I, yeah. I, yeah. Uh. I would say uh, more than acceptable, according to deleted. <laughs> I, that was a, I'm just that was a little improv bit that I did there. I like your improv. I, I, I deleted the name. Zip zaps up. Uh, <laughs> is this a sign that we should wrap up? Our, I don't know. Is it? Uh, yeah, because we're over an hour now. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. let's wrap up. Well, uh, I, I really like talking about this though. I mean, and if you can find. Uh, a copy of Jackass 3 uh, with the 3D glasses. You should, I, I, I own that on Blu-ray with the 3D. I uh, want it very fun. so bad. It just it comes with those shitty blue and blue and red 3D glasses. Those are the good ones. Yeah. You can watch it on, on 3D TV. Yeah. Uh, someone give me those. Uh, <laughs> I, I really want those. Uh, but yeah, I'm really glad we got to do this Teenage Wasteland series because I feel like yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, this is the last episode of that mini series yeah. that was extremely loose and that we only really did three episodes out of the month on. <laughs> I'm really happy that we did it, especially the month after I turned 27, because this is like the I'm not a child anymore. Yeah, it age. Sure is true, and it's been nice to like reflect on it. Yeah, definitely. You know, this has been really fun. Uh, I definitely agree, and uh, yeah, I, I always like talking about Jackass. It's a fun time. Yeah. Um, next week, yep. uh, we should say we did say that we were going to have a guest on this week, but we just uh, but uh, last minute uh, we had to change plans, and now I'm just like, I'm yeah, busy, fuck y'all. it, we'll have a we'll have a guest when we have a guest. We we're busy people. Yep. Help. I have ulcers. Uh. <laughs> yeah, Vanessa can't handle scheduling a guest, and I don't know people, so. <laughs> I feel like I'm one of those, like, rock balance uh, art pieces where it's, like, it's balanced naturally without the use of glue. Yeah. But, like, if you put one feather on it, right. just one feather, It'll or if you totally... breathe on it wrong, it's just gonna <laughs> <laughs> fucking crumble. Uh, no one out there asking for shit. All right. Uh, <laughs> so uh, what are we doing next week? So next week is gonna be another, we're gonna talk about 
a new movie uh, that's coming out in theaters again. Uh, but this time, it actually has to do with what our planned miniseries is. And it's just not a thing that we're just really excited about It's not about just the a thing that we're just like, you know, should we do... Fuck it, let's just do it. <laughs> like we did for us. Um, which I'm still totally fine with. It was very fun. Um, but yeah, so next week, we are going to kick off our first Stephen King miniseries with the new Pet Cemetery movie that is coming out April 4th. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, so yeah, so we're going to watch that on Thursday, and then we're going to record it, hopefully, as long as Vanessa doesn't puke all over her bathroom again. Um, uh, uh, I might get excited and puke again. I think it's, I doubt it's going to be that exciting. <laughs> I mean, I think, I'm hoping, I've got high hopes for this movie. I hope it's going to be good. It's got um, Jason Isaac in it, and I really like him. Wait. Yeah. Oh boy, uh, we're trying to wrap up here, and I'm and I'm losing track of names. Let me see. But basically, it's got a good cast. Uh, it's got jo- um, John Lithgow, also. So that'll be fun. So Jason we're Clark. Gonna... Jason Clark. Well, I think I mixed him up with Isaac Clark. And I mixed all of them up Isaac with Clark. Chris Isaac. Yeah, there you go. So Jason, Chris, Isaac, Clark. <laughs> what a wicked game you play. <laughs> His middle name is Chris Isaac. It's very. It's an odd name. Uh... <laughs> I really like him. He was he was in uh, another movie that I've briefly mentioned before, Serenity. He was in that movie this year. Very fun. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be talking about the new Pet Cemetery movie. And then after that, we're going to talk about a few more uh, Stephen King-related things. we got a couple movies planned, and we've got at least one uh, television miniseries planned. Uh, I'm very excited about that in particular, because I love, love the Stephen King made-for-TV miniseries. They've got just this very particular vibe that I really enjoy. Uh, so, yeah, so that's what we're doing next week. And so that'll drop uh, either late Thursday or Friday morning. Um, yeah, so what's going on with you, Vanessa, besides the things that you can't talk about? Because you're such a big fucking shot that you are like, oh, I've got all these secret projects that I can't talk about because I'm a big shot. Hi, guys. I'm a big shot. And also, (laughs) two times this week, my father has looked at my face on FaceTime and said, wow, you look tired and you're single. Uh, (laughs) So that's about where my energy is. (laughs) Just tired and single uh where am i uh i'm gonna eat so much after this tired and single is another great alternate title for this podcast honestly hi <laughs> we're miss livia and we're tired and single yep um but yeah i do have some things that i can tell you are happening uh this and bruja and also at some point, I'm looking to produce a Night Church scripted audio se- uh, podcast. Nice. Uh, because for those of you that can't come see the live sketches that we do on the fourth Sunday of every month, I'd like to have an audio formatted uh, sketch podcast oh, yeah. um, where we can uh, actually, you know, put some more content. I say, out scoop there. as much on your plate as you possibly can. Honestly, <laughs> let's add a little bit more. Let's add. Uh, I don't know. Let's leave me a baby or something that I have to fucking raise <laughs> from a long lost sibling I didn't know I had that wrote yeah. me to their goddamn will. I gotta tell you, I didn't even consider child rearing as another possibility. Let's throw but... Big Daddy into this and just throw a fucking child wrench I'm not expecting somewhere. I don't know. Maybe I accidentally, by some miracle of science, got a girl pregnant and I didn't know about it. <laughs> yeah, your life becomes the hospital scene from Hard Boiled. Yeah, let's let's fucking throw that into this shit. But yeah, those are some things you can check out. Also, check out my fucking writings on bunny ears. I'm tired! Okay, I'm fine. And you're on Twitter. I'm on Twitter, at Ness Gritton, <laughs> and the soon-to-be-updated VanessaGritton.com. I have to update it now. Uh, <laughs> sure you do. <laughs> you can find me on twitter at hi there hi dar that's it that is it i got nothing going on in my life hire me for things i need money give olivia money money so bad and i don't have any talents other than this it's really bad guys make olivia your talk person (laughs) if you were producing a show where you need someone to talk for hours about bullshit 
Hit me up. And if you are producing a show where you need anything from anyone, leave me alone unless you give me a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't contact Vanessa with job opportunities right now, guys. She does not need them. She's doing good. Unless you're giving me $6,000? Yeah. All right, I'll do whatever it is that you want. Or a hundred episodes of a TV show. But that's the lowest amount that she will sign a contract for. Or like $50. <laughs> yeah, or pay gas. I have please. so much, I have so much like, few, like hypothetical money down the line, but no current <laughs> money, like no actual money right now. That well, honestly, you know, just give. Hypothetical <sighs> money is pretty much as good as the real thing. That's what our economy's built Help on. Help me get through January. Oh my god, it's not. No, it is March. It's March. Help me get through April. It's, it's April, actually. Pretty much. Thank you for listening. <laughs> oh boy, what a note to end on. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to uh, Luke Van Tress for our theme song, as always. And Jorge Rivel for our art. Exactly. Uh, and thank you guys so much. Uh, we love you. Have a great week. Bye. Mm-hmm.